It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Capitals Podcast. I'm Amy Rockenberger and I am your host. Here's where we rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. Now let's start the show. It's a great day to talk about hockey, and on today's roster, we have a preview of tonight's game between the Washington Capitals and the New York Islanders, or as I like to call them, the New York Brooklanders. We also have a little bit more talk about the trade deadline, but first, the news. Hey, what happened? The Buffalo Sabres won a hockey game last night. Six to one over the Philadelphia Flyers. Brandon Montour scored two shorthanded goals late in the third to up the tally from four to six. One of those was an empty netter. We never thought it would happen, folks, but congratulations to the Buffalo Sabres who won a hockey game. Let's see if they can get a win streak going. Former Capitol Chandler Stevenson will have a hearing with the NHL Department of Player Safety on Thursday. The Vegas Golden Knights forward is facing discipline for elbowing slash interference on Los Angeles Kings defenseman Tobias Bjornfoot. The incident occurred with a minute and 52 seconds left in the second period of Vegas's 4-2 loss at T-Mobile Arena Wednesday night. Stevenson received a major penalty for elbowing and a game misconduct. Bjornfoot did not play the remainder of the game. Elbowing and interference are the grounds that are being considered for supplemental discipline. However, the Department of Player Safety retains the right to make adjustments to the infraction upon review. Let's see, after that Connor McDavid elbowing that got him nothing but a fine, it should be interesting what the Department of Player Safety has to say about this and what hockey fans will have to say about whatever it is the Department of Player Safety has to say. Back in the Mass Mutual East, the Pittsburgh Penguins are in the market for a center ahead of the trade deadline on April 12th. President of Hockey Operations Brian Burke told that to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on Wednesday. Evgeny Malkin has missed the past seven games with a lower body injury. Teddy Bluger has missed the past eight games with an upper body injury. And though Burke said Jared McCann and Frederick Goudreau have filled in well, quote, people are stepping up. I'm not sure it was as dire a need as it was. When two of your top four centers go down, you start looking around. Burke and general manager and ex-flyer Ron Hextall were hired back in February, less than two weeks after Jim Rutherford had stepped down because of personal reasons. Burke said he'd like to see Pittsburgh add some toughness, a staple of some of his previous teams, such as the Anaheim Ducks, who won the Stanley Cup in 2007 with Burke as the GM. Ron Hextall later yesterday told the Penguins radio network they were looking for a big physical forward. Burke said, quote, I'm a big fan of not going to a gunfight with a knife adding that he'd have to, quote, thrash that out with Penguins coach Mike Sullivan, who has preached discipline from his team. 
Quote, I agree with him in general that you should hurt a team on the scoreboard, but I also think there are times when it helps to have those type of people dressed. Burke said Hextall has decided that the Penguins' second-round pick in the 2021 NHL draft is off-limits after Pittsburgh traded its first-round pick to the Minnesota Wild as part of the deal for forward Jason Zucker last season. So here's what this sounds like to me. This sounds like the old-school Jim Rutherford way of doing things on the Penguins to find guys to, quote-unquote, protect Sidney Crosby. I don't know if I'm right about that or not, but it sounds to me, once again, like the specter of players like Tom Wilson and Brad Marchand is living rent-free in the heads of the front office of the Pittsburgh Penguins. In the past, they've brought in guys like Ryan Reeves. They've brought in guys like um, Kunakel. They've brought in, I, I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but they've done this in the past. And they're going to continue to do this. And I will be here to sound the horn that says womp womp when their decision ends up backfiring on them as it normally does. Unless they manage to rent somebody for the playoffs, I don't think they're going to end up making any good monetary or asset type decisions here. But I could be wrong. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Up next, speaking of seeing what happens, tonight the Capitals and the New York Brooklanders have a game against each other. They haven't done that for a little while. Let's talk about what we can expect from that game up next. If I wanted to place a bet on how long Evgeny Malkin would remain out due to his injury, I bet I could do it at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action The NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. You can even bet on things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts we've been telling you about built bar the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now built bar is the amazing low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber incredible tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars Now's the time to find out which Built Bar actually is the best. It is now April 1st, so we are down to the wire in Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup for the Built Bar Championship is Coconut Brownie Chunk versus Cookie Dough Chunk. So not only is it the championship, but it's the chunkianship. Ladies and gentlemen, drumroll please. You all know what I'm about to say. Amy does not like coconut. Therefore, her vote for the Build Bar Champion, Chunkian, will be Cookie Dough Chunk. What will your vote be? Who will be the winner? You can go find out at BuiltBar.com or go to Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 
to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the champion for the best tasting protein bar in Built Bar Madness. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Okay, boys and girls and babes, we got a game tonight. And that game is against the New York Islanders or the New York Brooklanders, you know, because they play in Brooklyn. Sometimes they play out on Long Island, but they play in Brooklyn. The Caps are kicking off a very busy month of April, and I have no April fooling for you on this podcast. And a set of back-to-back road games on Thursday against the Islanders in New York. It is the first of four road games against the Isles, so that whole back half against them is on the road. In the season's final 21 games for Washington, and four of the Caps' 10 road games in April will be played in New York, either at Barclays Center or out on the island. Prior to Thursday, this was the lone East Division building the Caps had yet to visit this season. Each of the first three meetings between Washington and New York took place in the district, with the Capitals prevailing in all three. The Caps swept a pair of games from the Islanders in late January and defeated them again, most recently on March 16th, in the opener of their six-game homestand that concluded just ahead of their current five-game road trip. They started the trip yesterday with a 5-2 loss to the Rangers, um, a loss that ended a four-game road winning streak for Washington. For just the second time this season, the Caps lost a game in which they held a lead entering the third period, dipping to 18-2-0 in those circumstances. While that record seems not bad at all, Sometimes, as a fan, as someone watching the game, it's become a little bit frustrating to see those leads in the third period dwindle, even if they end up in the W column. Washington carried a 2-1 lead into the third against the Rangers before yielding four goals, the last four of five unanswered in the game. The Caps are 10-2-0 in their last dozen games, and they've permitted a total of 29 goals. Their average of 2.42 goals against per game is 8th best in the league, just over that span, but 19 of the 29 goals they've allowed over that stretch have come in the third period. During that span, only our friends in Buffalo have allowed more third period goals than Washington, and that's 21. Speaking of 21, with 21 games remaining in the season, doesn't seem that way, does it? Washington will face the Islanders in five of those contests, the most they'll play any opponent the rest of the way. Heading into Wednesday night's slate of NHL activity, the Caps are two points ahead of both the Islanders and the Penguins, with a game in hand on each of those. Washington only has two games remaining against the Penguins. New York finished its season series against Pittsburgh with a 2-4-2 and record. The Caps are well aware that these five remaining games against New York and the two against the Pens could well decide which team finishes on top of the NHL Mass Mutual East Division. 
When these two teams last met in Washington on March 16th, the Caps came out on top 3-1, to ending a nine-game winning streak for the Brooklanders, the longest in the NHL this season, and its 12-game point streak. Since those twin streaks were halted, the Islanders have won three of seven games with only one of those coming in regulation. New York enters tonight's game on the heels of consecutive losses to the Penguins in Pittsburgh. They fell 6-3 to the Pens on Saturday and 2-1 on Monday. The Isles fell down a 2-0 hole in the first period and weren't able to overcome the deficit over the final 40-plus minutes. Neither of Pittsburgh's goals in that game were scored at 5-on-5. The Pens struck once on the power play and got a 4-on-4 goal from Jared McCann. When asked about it, our former coach, Barry Trotz, had this to say, quote, We need a better start. We're not gifted enough where we can spot teams two pucks and then work our way back. We've been fortunate we've been able to do it a few times, but not enough. Not enough at all. And frankly, that's something that Peter Labulek could say about the Caps as well. I think both of these teams are capable of overcoming deficits, and I think it's kind of going to be the battle uh, to battle back, depending on how teams are scoring in this game tonight. The Islanders don't like to give up a lot of goals, so our net isn't probably going to have a lot of run support, so we're going to have to rely on some good defensive play against some good defensive play from the Islanders, because that is their bedrock. These games are important. This team is at, you know, the top of the standings in the Mass Mutual East. And I do believe, as I said before, that their upcoming games against the Rangers and the Pens are going to be the ones that really help determine where their seeding is come playoff time. We've got a few more against Boston, and Boston's got more than a few more to play. But a lot of those are going to be against Buffalo. And who knows, maybe Buffalo could beat Boston a couple times. The Rangers are still trying to make a crack into that top four spot. So with somewhere between 20 and 25 games left, depending on which team you are in this division, things are starting to get down to the wire. And there's also a trade deadline looming. We're going to talk about that up next. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait around while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. 
write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. The trade deadline continues to loom, and as I mentioned online in a couple of places yesterday, this is the first time in a very long time that April Fool's Day has come prior to the NHL trade deadline. Please do not believe all the rumors that you read, especially today, my dear listeners. But do believe some of the things that some people are asking online and what I think may be some of the answers. So one question is, do we think that the Capitals organization sees center depth as an issue to be addressed at the deadline if they decide to keep going with the two goalies that they have in Samsonov and Vanacek? With Lars Eller having been out for a spell and trying to shuffle around there at center, center depth may be something that they're looking for. Right wing TJ Oshie, He's performed as a stand-in, but do you want him playing out of position in the postseason? He even joked about it after winning two of his seven face-offs on Sunday when we beat the Rangers, saying, quote, we need Lars back. I don't know if my face-off percentage can take it anymore. You don't have to look back too far either to remember just how critical center depth can be in the playoffs. When Nicholas Backstrom sustained a concussion last summer, the Caps turned to rookie Brian Pinho, who made his NHL debut in the first round and played less than 12 minutes combined in two games. We all know what happened in that round of the playoffs. We don't know a lot about the severity of Lars Eller's lower body injury other than coach Peter Laviolette reiterated recently that it was day-to-day and not any worse. He did come back for the last game against the New York Rangers. We do know that perhaps good old GMBM should be examining his options just in case maybe a month and a half from now it becomes a problem again or there's another problem with another center, heaven forbid. Another question that is often asked, especially this season, is how the expansion draft affects how the Caps treat the trade deadline. Are there any specific players either on the roster or possible trade targets that this impacts? Well, it impacts the organization's thinking about everything, right? From whether or not they're going to extend somebody's contract 
to whether or not they're going to trade somebody or look for somebody in a trade. And that's been the case ever since the Seattle franchise was announced back in 2018. It probably doesn't drive their decision making. In other words, they don't say I'm going to do this because of the expansion draft. But I think everything they do, they have to consider how does the expansion draft affect this decision. With respect to the deadline, here's a big thing. If the Caps add a valuable player, i.e. a starting goalie, who has term on his contract beyond this season, that's someone else they'll have to include on their protection list. Speaking of which, let's get some clarification on the maximum number of games Sam Sonov can play this season and still be exempt from the expansion draft. And what happens if he needs to be protected? So basically the goalie situation. Both Samsonov and Vanacek will need to be protected or exposed. It doesn't depend on the number of games they play. The Caps can only protect one of them. Generally speaking, every player who has completed three years pro under their NHL contract will need to either be protected or exposed. The only exception is... The years don't count if the player was 18 or 19 and played under 10 NHL games. Auntie Ranta has been a consideration of somebody that they're going to bring in. But again, they'd either have to protect or expose him. He's also had some injuries and not a lot of postseason experience. For more on that, listen to yesterday's episode where I talked about that in a little bit more detail. The other big question is whether or not Jacob Verana is untouchable when it comes to the expansion draft. I think at this time last year, we would have said, yes, don't take him. But there's been a lot of uncertainty around our hero, Jack Bub, this season. And teams that are looking to add some young depth up front might be interested in him. I don't know. I don't know if he is expansion bait, trade bait. Or maybe a little bit of both. So that being said, which Capitals who have played this season are currently exempt from the expansion draft? Right now, exempt in the expansion draft are Connor McMichael and Philippe Millet. Martin Fervari has not made his season debut yet, but he is exempt as well. So those are three really good prospects that are exempt from the expansion draft. That's good news. Let's talk about what may be good news or bad news, and that is the defense. We have a lot of left side defensive depth. Michael Kempney, Alex Alexiev, Martin Fervari, Jonas Siegenthaler. Michael Kempney is the one question there because of his injury status and his injury history. But there's some talk about Maybe because we are so deep at that position, we trade one of those defensemen for a third or fourth line center or maybe a top nine winger. At some point, the Caps are going to have to alleviate that logjam on the left side. I'm not sure they're going to do it at the deadline. It really all depends on what's ticking up in that brain of GMBM and what he thinks is the most urgent need. Because I think it's either going to be a move like this or a move for a goalie. But I don't think, especially in this cap situation, it can be both. Is Jonas Siegenthaler 
an NHL defenseman or is he not good enough for the big show but too good for the NHL? What is going on with Jonas Siegenthaler who seems to be disappearing like a ghost in this lineup? He's in a tough spot. He's 23 years old. He's a really good penalty killer. He was on track to be a regular in the lineup this season and then Big Z's Dana Chara happened. He's come in. He's got the job on the bottom pair and Jonas hasn't really been able to push his way past. I mean, or, you know, it's not just Chara. It's Dmitry Orlov. It's Brendan Dillon. It's everybody on the left D. Sitting out as a healthy scratch every night is not ideal for his development. But, like I said with the goalie situation, they are one injury on the left D away from needing somebody like Jonas Siegenthaler. I don't think they want to fool around with moving him down to the AHL because I don't think he would clear waivers. So now he's stuck on a good team that's been pretty healthy, not playing games. And that's a hard place to get stuck. And speaking last but not least of being stuck, some people think, I'm not necessarily one of them, but some people think this may be the last kind of kick at the can that the Caps get for a cup in the Ovi era. Do, you know, how does that affect what direction management is going to head at the deadline? A lot depends, well, not only on what happens at the deadline, but on how this season ends and what happens in the offseason. Do the Caps flame out in the first round again? Does the Ovechkin, Backstrom, Carlson, Kuznetsov core get close but come up short? Does it end with another parade down Constitution Avenue. That's not to say that the Caps are sitting around waiting until there's some kind of outcome on which to base their decisions, but I think they probably have a lot of scenarios that they're working on, each based on a different outcome for this season. I don't know if they're going to look for, you know, Depending on what happens, obviously we win a cup. You know, if we're on either end of the spectrum, it could still mean let's start younger and let's change some things around. Or it could mean let's keep things the way they are and see what happens. Those two options, based on what I've seen in the past, could be options if they don't make it past the first round. They could be options if they do the thing again. So, there's very little of a shortened regular season left. I think the trade deadline is going to be interesting. I don't think it's going to be as interesting as people like myself would like it to be. And it's certainly not going to be like trade deadlines we've seen in the past during a regular season when there's not a pandemic and a not, and not a freeze on the salary cap and not an expansion draft coming up in the offseason. But it would be a good thing to see the Caps really go on a tear here towards the end of the season and make a nice deep playoff run. I think right now they have the tools to do it. I think if there's anything they need, we know that Brian McClellan has kind of been a quiet genius. Think picking up Michael Kempney prior to the 2018 Cup run when it comes to making decisions like this. So 
I hate to say this, but let's all cross our fingers and uh, breathe deeply as the trade deadline approaches. And I'm sure going to have more for you here as soon as we hear anything, including rumors and probably, you know, including some advice on which rumors to believe and which ones you shouldn't. But until then, be sure to rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and give it a rating and review, which helps others to discover it and join our community. Follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnCaps. Follow me on Twitter at Amy Rothenberger. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook at LockedOnCapitals. Send me an email, LockedOnCaps at gmail.com. And I also have another hockey podcast where I swear and I yell a lot with my friend Julie. But it doesn't happen daily or even weekly. You can find it at PuckerUpPodcast on Twitter or PuckerUpHockey.com. Our outro music is written and performed by Peter Hassett. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.